Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of your favourite podcast, Here Make This, the podcast where not every idea will be explosive, but most will have at least a little sizzle. Each week we discuss, debate, and critique unique ideas for products, services, movies, and TV shows, from the downright absurd to the mildly plausible. Each episode we sketch our ideas and discuss their merits whilst attempting to justify why someone else should create them. My name is Matthew Larko Larkin, and with me as always is Andrew Jackers Jackman. If you want to join in on the fun, you'll find all the sketches for the episode and others on social media at Here Make This. Welcome, Jackers. Hey, buddy. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Oh, it's been a big day. It's been a big day. Big day. Big day at work. Yes, it's all over now, mate, and we're in our happy place. We're in our zen place. Yes, we are. In the garage. You know what's interesting, Jack, is it wasn't, doesn't seem that long ago that we were in a sauna in your garage, sweating profusely. There was a small microcosm of organisms living in my underpants, and, uh, and now I've got a long-sleeve flanner on. Yeah, it's a bit chilly. A little bit chilly. <laughs> the Melbourne weather has turned, hasn't it? Absolutely. I'm drinking a... Winter style beer, <laughs> you are because it feels like winter is upon us. Can we mention brand names? Probably not. Probably yeah. go around there, but it's delicious and creamy. It's creamy. It's Irish. It's Irish. Yeah, it's got one of those. What are they called? Widgets. It's got a widget. It. Yeah, it makes that great noise. And haven't had one of them for. A Me neither. Long. I really fancied it, so mm. I got it. And there's one for you there too. There is. You might hear me opening one of those cans. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a weird sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited again for what we're going to talk about this oh, week, Jackers. I've got I've a got couple a- of updates. Yes. But before we jump in, mm-hmm. uh, for those who are new to the podcast, welcome. Please stick around. But if you'd like to get to know your hosts a little bit better, if we were in Metallica... <laughs> I'd be Kirk Hammett, proficient, yep. technical, but quite obviously not the one who attracts the ladies. <laughs> Larko, you would be Lars. Oh, Ehrlich. I knew it. <laughs> a shitty drummer with a massive ego. He needs to be the centre of attention, but we all know who's going to pull the chicks. <laughs> Thank you very much, mate. I actually, I told you I got an electronic drum kit. You did? Yeah, it's great fun. You've been practising? I have. It's, yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. I think I've probably got up to as good as Lars is. <laughs> no, Lars is actually, he's not that bad. He's actually pretty good. <laughs> Look, he's, he's better a, than me, that's for sure. He's certainly better than us. Yes. I don't think he's the best drummer in the world. No. Actually, that's a good question. Who do you reckon the best drummer in the world is? Oh, uh, well, it'd have to right up the point. In terms of rock bands and stuff like that, um, Neil Peart yeah. is often cited from uh, Rush. Yep. Um, people like Ginger Baker from Cream, mm-hmm. uh, Mitch Mitchell from the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Roger Taylor from Queen. Yep. Um, I would say having now seen them live, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, is it Danny? I might have to edit this. <laughs> is it Danny Carey from Tool? Yeah, that sounds right. Danny, yeah. DC, they call him. Yeah, who. Ridiculous. Fuck. Sorry for the swearing, but fuck. No apologies necessary. Unbelievable. Like if – I know a lot of Tool fans describe Tool as being a lead drummer with a few other blokes. Yeah. 
And, and there are no slouches on their instruments, oh, really. So unbelievable. Very complicated. Yeah. And I was not a massive Tool fan. Yeah. And I, we've spoken about this concert experience mm-hmm. that I had. Yeah. Miss, I'm disappointed I missed that one. I, yeah, I was a, a mediocre fan. Yep. <laughs> mediocre fan. <laughs> I was, I, I like their music. Yeah. But until I saw them live. That's where it was at. That was where it was at. Yep. And it is the best concert I've ever been to. Wow. They were amazing. High praise indeed. And a few other reasons why it was the best concert, if I can quickly just run through. Yeah, go on. Number one, they told every ticket holder, both during the ticket distribution and whilst entering the venue, Mm -hmm. no cameras, no phones. Wow. And if you pull out your phone, you'll get kicked out. Ejected. Ejected. Immediately. And it happened. Really? People got ejected. Yeah. And- so that was the first thing, no phones, which I loved. Yeah, absolutely. And then they got to the encore, got to the last song, and um, uh, the lead singer gets up and says, you've been pretty well behaved, pull out your fucking phones, you can film this one, which I reckon every band should do. Yeah. Just no phones. Just do it for one song yep. and then put your fucking phone away. Uh, the second thing was they had an encore, which – you know, most bands are going to come back on. Yep. And you stamp your feet and you wait around. That's and right. You cheer, you flush your boobs. So instead of doing that, they had these curtains that they closed and they put a timer, a countdown timer on the screen. Nice. Like 12 minutes. Yep. That just counted down. So I was like, well, they're obviously coming back. I don't have to stamp my feet. I can go and get a beer. I can go to the toilet and I can come back. And the second that it counted down to zero, they came back on and did the encore. Efficient. 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 That's, speaking your language, Zach. Speaking my language. <laughs> Best concert I love it. ever. I love it. And that's for listeners, great. if you get the chance to go and see Tool live, even if you are not a big fan, I would highly encourage. Well, I'm coming with if they come. I'm coming with you. We're going. I'm that's so all there is to it. Whenever we can go and see live music of the international variety. Hey, what do you got for us this week? I've got an idea for a TV show, Jackers. Oh. Uh, and it specifically is around the world of cooking. <laughs> cooking. Yes. Okay. You might say it's a cooking show idea, Jackers. <laughs> Don't want to say too much, but that's pretty much my idea. Okay. Give us the explosion. Sorry, <laughs> that was my pitch. Is no, no. Nah, it'll be a bit more detail. Okay. But that's pretty much it in a nutshell. My idea this week is going to touch on so many of the things that you love. Oh. TV. Yep. Tick. Music. Tick. Getting shit done around the house. Tick. Really? Yeah. Just cue up the explosion sound effect <laughs> for that one too, Jackers. <laughs> I haven't quite fleshed out the idea itself, mm-hmm. but this is going to be a really good episode for understanding my ideation process. Wow. And how- is that a word? It is. Ideation is a wow, word, yeah. okay. And how quickly ideas can can sometimes yeah. come to me and how they develop. Well, I am intrigued. You've got my interest peaked. Right. Are you going to crack in? I'm going to crack in. Let's go. Let's start with kids TV. Yep. When I was a kid, there was a few cracking TV shows that I really loved, and I'm, I'm going to mention a couple. We're going to yep. riff on them for a oh, bit. This is great. Um, and there's a couple of cracking – uh, current TV shows as well, mm. kids' TV shows yep. that um, I've had the opportunity to observe and I want to chat about a bit yep. as well. Sounds good. 
Do you remember watching The Goodies? Oh, yes. Absolutely. One of my favourites. Cracking kids TV show. Yep. From the 80s uh, with uh, Bill Oddie. Yep. The Tim Brooke Taylor. R.I.P. R.I.P. Died of the COVID. He did die of the yeah. COVID, didn't he? He did. And uh, Graham, Graham Gardner. Gardner. Yeah, who was my favourite? He was. He I was, loved He was Graham the Gardner. nerdy one. Yeah, very funny. Let me ask you a question. Yep. What was the goodies job? Um, anything, anytime. They just would go and solve and fix stuff. <laughs> That's like asking the A-team what their job was. I was like, what? Well, I just did anything. <laughs> Whatever you wanted, need done. It's what do you reckon they're paid? the gutters. <laughs> and they got, they got up to all sorts of hijinks. They did. But what do you reckon the, What do you reckon their funding model was? <laughs> like, how, how, how did it work? Well, yeah, how do you engage the goodies? I don't remember them um, submitting a quote, <laughs> waiting, waiting for that quote to be approved. Drawing up a you know an invoice and having it all itemised and going well. So basically, what we're going to do is that giant cat that's on the tower outside of your window. Uh, what we're going to do is going to get an enormous stepladder. Tim's going to put on his Union Jack vest. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm not sure there were. They must have been uh, potentially claiming some sort of unemployment benefit. Possibly. Dodgy, something dodgy. Yeah, it's not like a customer came to them and said. We want you to run a pirate radio station off the shore of the UK. <laughs> that episode that is, a is an absolute <laughs> classic. I mean, the thing is, to just sorry to um, jump in here, Jackers, but I think, you know, for some of our younger audience, what people need to remember is that back in the olden days when we used to get home from school and, you know, get a slice of toast and a cup of Milo or something, you just got home from school. There was a choice of three TV channels, at three or four at best, because we grew up in Ballarat, so it was maybe it was one less than, you know, um, suburban Melbourne. But we're talking the ABC, like whatever they called Channel 7 back then and whatever they called Channel 9. I think it was BTV6. Which, yeah, that's which right. Which was Ballarat TV yeah. Channel 6, which was really Channel 9. I think they took some of the 9 stuff from Melbourne. Yeah, but um, anyway, as I, as I say, so you had your shows and, and most of it was on the ABC. So you'd get home and it'd be one after the other. So you'd always watch um, Graham Gardner's uh, – so you'd always watch uh, Peter Russell Clark come and get it, which was only a short show, into The Goodies, into Monkey Magic, into Doctor Who, Dinner's Ready. Done. Done. That was pretty much it. Wasn't it? For a very long time. But the period. goodies stands up. Like a lot of those shows, I'm not sure you could actually sit through these days. Mm. But um, the goodies are still great. It is. An interesting tidbit. I'm sure you know this, but Bill Oddie wrote all the music. He sure did. For the goodies. Yeah, he did. And there was some great music. There was, yeah. <laughs> do, do, do the funky gibbon. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a, uh, a bird watcher. These days. He is. Yeah. What do you call that? Is that a um oh a bird watcher? <laughs> Ornithology? Something? Oh, jeez. Is that right? Technical. We might have to do a stop and Google and then edit that in later on. Is that it? Yeah. yeah okay. But he's a bird watcher these days. And Tim Brooke Taylor, dead. Unsure of the status of Graham Gardner, we'll Google that as well. Another show, more recent one, mm-hmm. that I have watched uh, a few times that I want to give out some real praise for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is Bluey. Mm. Have you ever watched any Bluey? Absolutely. Australian show. Yep. Cartoon based on a family of dogs. Yep. The reason I love it is the portrayal of the dad, mm-hmm. the dad dog. Yep. Now, in most kids' shows and even adult cartoons and things like that, the dad is portrayed as the bumbling fool. Mm-hmm. Which, granted, is sometimes the case in, in a normal family. <laughs> like a Homer Simpson type yeah. style yeah. character, yeah. And they kind of play on that. Whereas Bluey, they don't do that. Yeah. Bluey, the dot, the, 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 he's just called Dad, I think, in, yeah, in the show. So. Um, he is happy to make fun of himself. Yeah. But he engages the kids in what he's doing. He gets engaged in what the kids are doing. Mm-hmm. He tells the odd- He's a really good dad. dad. He's a great dad. He's a great dad. He is a great dad. He Absolutely. is a great representation- Always playing games of a good with dads and Yeah. Yeah. It's there's, really There's cool. one standout that I remember. I haven't seen a lot of episodes. Yep. I caught them here and there. But I saw this one episode and the dad dog is lying on the couch with a newspaper across his- across his stomach and he's obviously just relaxing as you or you or I would mm-hmm. on the couch. And the two kid dogs come up, go, Dad, Dad, can you play with us? And that dog that dog responds with, Does it involve me moving or talking? And they go, nah. And he goes, Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you know who does the voice of the dog? Of the dad dog? I do I believe it's the lead singer out of Custard? Correct. Yeah. Dave McCormick. Dave McCormick. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just really genuine, good Australian show. Yeah, and they deserve all of the praise. And I hope that show never stops. Me too. It's really good. On the flip side. <laughs> oh, I knew there'd be a flip side, Jackers. Let me, let me pull out uh, another show here that I'm not entirely impressed with and I have a big question of. Play school. Oh, controversial. Mm. I thought you were going to go something a bit more contemporary because that show, whilst it's still on, mm-hmm. has been on for bloody decades, including when we were kids. Mm. Interesting. Talk me through it, Jack. This is the question I have. Mm. So that show has been going, I would say it's got to be close to 40 years. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because I certainly, well, it must be more than 40 because I remember watching it as yeah, a kid. same. Right? And for those listeners who haven't seen Play School, it's for your six-month-old through to your three-year-old. That sounds right. And you get to three years old and the kids aren't interested in it. It's a basic kids show, Mm -hmm. right? So at at most, you're watching it for three years and yet the show has been going for, let's just say it's 50 years, right? Why do they need to keep recording that show? You reckon they could- So it's not like we need season 50 because I'm not watching it. Oh, (laughs) There's no continuing story. Because the kids get too old for it. Correct. They move on. Correct. Right. Right. So if the ABC is listening right now and you're looking to cut a bit of funding, here we go. Controversial. It is very controversial. It's an institution, Jack. Why don't you just record? Now, I I can understand that the educational needs of kids- need to be contemporary, yep. right? Yep. So it needs to be updated. So you can't just go and show play school from the 1970s, <laughs> right? Well, when they look through the windows, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's got to be a little bit more modern. It's got to be a bit Let's modern. go look through the windows now. 
and uh, and and look at uh, the behind the scenes of the making of Back to the Future, yeah. or you know, here's a nuclear power plant, <laughs> right, or something like that. Yeah. So rather than record, because they record this show all the time, because mm-hmm. it's it show it, it airs every day, yeah. in Australia. Oh yeah, right. So why don't they just record three years worth of episodes every fifteen years? Mm. Rather than continuing to record it and then just repeat those three years' worth of shows until the next round of recording in 15 years' time and then just play them. Yeah, good. Why do we need to continue to record this show? (laughs) How much changes? How much content do you need? I think it's uh, it possibly is trying to stimulate the uh, unemployed actors <laughs> in uh, Australia who uh, get a Guernsey hosting play school at some stage and, and hopefully they'll uh, move on to bigger and better things like Jay Lagaya. He was in the new Star Wars movies, fun fact. All right. I'm going to jump topics now. Yep. Can I just quickly say about play school? My, I, I'm not necessarily agreeing with you on that one, but I will say this. If you want materials to make stuff out of, craft-type stuff. Well, at my house, it's in the recycling bin where it fucking belongs. <laughs> and play school, all it's doing is encouraging people to keep collections of toilet roll spools and empty egg containers, and I don't like that part. Anyway. You don't like the hoarding bit. No, I don't want to hoard stuff just in case. <laughs> Let's make a dinosaur. I'm going to keep all of these things just in just case. Just in case. Yeah, no. I don't like that either. Not my, uh, not a fan. No. Moving on. Okay, moving on. I was um, driving home in the car yesterday. This is how recent my wow. idea and my sketches. Last night. Jeez. I'm driving home in the car. And I'm listening to some Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. Classic. Put it on uh, Johnny's favorite bands. Bit of bit of random playlist of Talking Heads and Psycho Killer. Oh, on. classic! And I'm going to play for you uh, the start of uh, Psycho Killer. Yep. Right. Let me just play it for a second. Here we go. That's about all you need to hear. Yep. Right? I'm driving along and I'm thinking to myself, that bass line reminds me of something. What the fuck is it? What the fuck is that bass line? I actually love that song. Can we talk about that for a sec? Yes. I love that song because um, the rhythm, Mm -hmm. the rhythm section of the band is just simple but cool. Yeah. Very cool. And there's a few other songs that that song actually does that big build up mm-hmm. and he does the ay, 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 yeah, bit. It's right. And it's similar to another song that I love, uh, that you know that I love, which is um, um, World World Party. Ship um, of Fools. Ship of Fools. Yeah, one of my favorite. Similar kind of yeah. build up. And you, both of those songs, you can play them to people and they go, what the fuck's this song? Especially Ship of Fools. Mm-hmm. And it gets to that build up in the chorus and they go, ah, oh, that song. That's right. And everyone's singing Yeah, along. they go, oh, this song. This song. Underrated. This song. Yeah. It's a cracker. So I'm sitting there in the car listening to um, Psycho Killer and I'm like, what is that bass line? I've heard that before. It sounds really similar. And then I worked it out. Come on. I'm going to play it for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
This comes back to kids' TV. This is going to bring back some memories for you. You ready? Yep. Which was another staple of mine, probably more in primary school. Definitely. Years from the Hensons, of, uh, they were a big part of our childhood. Yeah. Of course, Sesame Street, early days, yep. Muppet Show later on. Yeah. Dark Crystal when we got a little bit older. So, did you watch Fraggle Rock? Absolutely. Okay. Loved it. Um, what was the Fraggles' job? What did they do? Well, they were in like a mine type thing, mm-hmm. weren't they? Yep. But they had those little guys that uh, went around. I f- oh, geez, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm only guessing. So the Fraggles actually didn't really have a job. Right. And they kind of just danced and sung. You're right. Right. Okay. But those little dudes that you were- Yeah, 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 little dudes. Right. They're called doozers. They were the ones that did all the fucking work down in the mines, right? That's right. And so their point was, well, we're we're not interested in dancing and singing. We're interested in getting shit done. (laughs) Getting shit done. Fantastic. Let them sing and dance all day. We're focused on construction. And what they used to do was all the mining and building stuff for the Fraggles. I am so intrigued what your idea is going to be at this stage, Jackers, because let's just quickly recap. We've talked about TV from our childhood, play school being a bit overrated, uh, the music of talking heads, <laughs> and uh, and now, oh, my goodness, I, I could not fathom a guess even if I had money on it. So, as I said, I was driving home in the car, yep. heard the bass line, remembered it was Fraggle Rock, thought about those guys, the doozers, came up with this idea within 20 seconds. So here, make this personal doozers. So I'm taking those little guys out of the Fraggle Cave and we're going to employ them and they're going to do all of the work around my house to maintain, clean, and build. Fantastic. And if they want to live in the walls or under the floor, so be it. Yep. That's what I want. Yeah, that's brilliant. So you're you're heading off to work. Yep. You pack your lunch. Yeah, that's that actually that's a key, right? Because yep. remember the fraggles were could never they were never yeah. really seen. Yeah. You know, they were like this mysterious thing. Do they exist yeah, yeah. or don't? Yep. So yeah, so you're getting ready, you know, you've got your suit and shirt and everything else. You walk into the front door, you close your door, bang. And then the music fires up. Yep. And they all start piling out the cracks in the wall and the bed. And they start cleaning. Just getting shit getting done. Getting shit done. Absolutely brilliant. That's it. That's, that's it. That's my idea. That's all I want. Wait a second. So we talked about the goodies. And play school, really for no reason. <laughs> that was just we talked about talking heads, psycho. Oh well, so that's what reminded you 
of the song. Psycho Killer baseline reminded me of the Fraggle baseline, yeah. which made me think about doozers, which made me think I want doozers. It actually the the baseline at the start. Maybe we could edit this in later. It sounds like the opening notes to Come on Eileen. That's oh, what I thought it was. Great song, it underrated. Does. Yeah. Um, personal dozers. The picture once again, Jackers, is amazing. And do you think they're supposed to be sort of like a, a mole because they are under the ground? I think like so. A little yeah. mole, and their their little hard hats kind of cover their eyes too. Cause yeah, the mole's supposed to be kind of blind. I think they yeah. were kind of designed. Have you ever seen a mole in real life? Uh, I'm not talking about no. you know, if you've been at a Frankston nightclub or something <laughs> like that. And- <laughs> no, I haven't. Aren't they just American? Um, they might be an American, but certainly they're English. Yeah. Because you know, when I've been in England before, um, as quick funny story, I don't know. Whether, this is a story that my the, the the kids love, but I don't whether or not you love it. I'll just tell you because we're in England with years and years ago. I was only God, I was probably seventeen or something, and um, and my younger brother was there with me. And my, and my brother listens to the podcast, so he's going to find this probably a little bit embarrassing, but never mind. So we were in this beautiful, big um, gardens area, and it was summertime, and the gardens are beautiful and green. I think there was a stately home at one end, Jackers. It was somewhere um, sort of around the Midlands, I think, of England, or maybe we were a little bit further north, can't remember. But anyway, there was a hole in the ground and a bit of dirt, and there was a dead mole on the ground, mm. and it was very interesting to Ross and I because we'd never seen it. I mean, it'd be the same if – because I'm there with my cousins, my English cousins, and it'd be the same if they came to Australia and, and saw a, a dead kangaroo or a dead uh, kid or a possum or something. So um, my auntie Anne, my mum's sister, has gone, whatever you do, do not touch them all. It will be full of disease. Do not touch the mole. And as we're walking off, my cousin Simon couldn't help himself and he's gone up and he started, you know, poking the mole with his finger. <laughs> and my brother, who's a classic dobber from way back, has gone, Simon, touch the mole. <laughs> and so Simon got a bollocking and then they turned, turned around and kept walking. Simon's trying to strangle me. <laughs> And I'll never forget that. Every time I think about moles, not in a uh, dermatological, <laughs> dermatitis-y kind of way, uh, in a uh, you know a subterranean rodent style. Was it a rodent? Don't know if it's yeah, a rodent. I think it is. Yeah. Now, Jaggers, I'm going to say that your idea is a bit thin. Yeah. Today it is a bit thin. It's a bit it? thin. However, it's a little bit like I freely admit. Like we're not doing this because these things don't exist. I and I do admit it. It's a. It's actually a pretty shitty idea. Yep. But I liked the uh, using it as an example of my ideation process. And for that very reason, explosive. What? I can't believe that that is how your brain. You're a clever guy. That that's how your ideas went. It was like you just heard that baseline. From that Talking Heads song. And that just sent you on a journey, Jackers, back to your youth as a child. And you're remembering all these great shows because it started with Fraggle Rock, but then it made you think about the goodies and all about all these shows. And then you're thinking, well, you know, these days we've got Bluey and Bluey is great. 
and then you came to that. I'm giving you extra points for that, Jackers. Thank you, mate. The idea itself is a little bit thin. Do you know what? Yes. I'm going to celebrate Ooh. with our mystery beer of the week. Hang on, here we go. That sounded very freaky coming through the headphones. Thank you, mate. No, my pleasure, mate. I uh, enjoy that very, very much. You got me reminiscing now. I think Fraggle Rock actually is on Fred Air Telly. Is it? It's on like NITV, one of those um, little channels. I reckon it's on there, and I'm going to tune in and watch it because I loved that when I was a kid. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Now, before we move on, Larka, yes, I had the pleasure of watching you play live in your new band on the weekend, and I met someone. (laughs) Did you? Someone who I questioned you on Mm. um, actually being a real person. You you were sceptical that that person actually existed. I was sceptical to very (laughs) sceptical. And you were so excited to yes, introduce was. me to the defamed, not defamed, is that a word? No, that's the infamous. wrong word. Sorry, the infamous Johnny. <laughs> Probably both. Johnny, for our dear listeners, does exist. He does exist. And as you said, he is a cracking bloke. I told I you. wonderful conversation Yes, he is. He was full of praise for the podcast. He's full of ideas. Yep. And I said to him, you're coming on, Johnny. Yep, absolutely. So we're going to tee that up. He definitely just needs to put a bit of pen to paper mm-hmm. um, because he's full of ideas. And he, he was the guy that came up with the bacon monitor. Mm-hmm. We both came up with it, really, with about two hours sleep and 100 beers in us each. The night before, obviously, that was one of our, you know, winner ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I think you poo-pooed it a little bit. So, Johnny, you got to come on before Larko steals any more of your ideas. That's right. And you could have been our next special guest. All right, buddy. What do you got for me? Well, mine is food-related, Jackers. Let's do it. Okay. So, I like a cooking show, Jackers. Do you like a cooking show? I think cooking shows are the pornography of free-to-air TV. And so, I'll they're good. You. Good stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Okay. Now, what's your line? I'll tell you for why. <laughs> because all of the prep happens in the background and you don't see any of the cleanup yep. and it's all cut together and it's a little bit fake. Correct. I don't Mondo. mind watching some cooking shows, not for the entertainment value, but for the recipes. That's, yes. my, that's my view. So, as do I. And sometimes Nigella Lawson, I might watch for a couple of other reasons as well. Right. But, yeah, for me, because I like cooking, you and I have a dabble in the kitchen and don't mind it. And um, so, yeah, you, you might pick up the odd recipe or two. So I have two big issues with cooking shows. And what, the first one you've nailed straight out of the gate is that, yeah, it's just all too easy. Everything's prepared. Everything, you never see any cleanup or anything like that. And my second massive, huge, enormous issue with the cooking show, is they try and fancy it up a little bit too much Mm -hmm. deliberately to make it look like, um, you know, it's super-duper complicated. And I think that it's a bit of a – I don't want to um, sound like I'm I'm having a go here, even though I am, clearly, but, uh, like, you know, if you're talking about a Michelin star – chef, right, that is, you're 
the, some of the best restaurants in the world type thing. And these are guys that have got three hats and Michelin stars and they're, you know, cooked in the finest restaurants around the world. Those guys know what they're doing and they're using a lot of techniques and stuff like that that the every man, the average person, isn't mm. using. My beef, pardon the pun, <laughs> with cooking shows that you watch on telly, most of the time, most of the time the hosts that host these things are ex-MasterChef contestants mm -hmm. or um, a chef but a, a pretty low-level chef that might have got into um, cooking they're probably qualified and everything else, but, you know, they've then got on telly and they're like, well, this is a fucking lot less hard work than working in a hot, busy, aggressive kitchen. I'm sticking with the telly stuff. But they try and talk themselves up in terms of the techniques and things like that that they use mm. to make it sound fancier than it actually is. And for that reason, I think it puts people off cooking. And not to sound sexist or anything like that, but there are a lot of guys that say that they can't cook mm. and that their wife or girlfriend or something like that does all of the cooking yep. because they'll say, oh, I can't cook. And I really find that hard to fathom Yeah, because cooking isn't that hard. My other beef I have with cooking shows, and if I'm about to tr trample on your idea, mm -hmm. I'm perfectly happy to cut this bit out of the no podcast, props. right? All good. Is that they only teach you recipes. Why can't, which is fine, but I can read a recipe from a book. Yep. Why can't you teach me techniques mm -hmm. for being more efficient in the kitchen? Correct. Give you a couple of examples. Yep. Number one, just show people how to cut a fucking onion four yep. ways, right? Yep. Because once you learn that- then when you go and read the recipe book for how to you know, dice an onion, yep. you're really quick at it and you know how to do that. Teach us all of the techniques That's right. of how to cook, not just show us the recipes. That's what they'll- fucking Jamie Oliver gets on there and he goes, hey, literally, just chop it up, just dice it up, fucking do that. Well, hang on, slow down. Yeah. Show me how to dice an onion first. Properly. Show me how to cook rice first. first. Show me how to be efficient in the kitchen. Yep. And then teach me the recipes. You're, you're onto something there. You're sort of into I, into the territory. Not trampled. I wouldn't say trampled. I think you might have dipped your toe gingerly into my idea. Really? I've skirted around <laughs> the edges have, of the pool. You have. <laughs> You've bought it a drink and you look like you're, you're trying your best that you might go home with it. Um, no, it's, um, it, it is definitely getting towards what I'm thinking and where the idea is coming from. For example, some of these guys will say, now- just get yourself a carrot and julienne your carrot and pop that in. And you go, well, what the fuck does julienne mean? Now, I'm, I know kind of what it means because I watch a lot of cooking shows. But, you know, for the lay person, they would see that and go, well, I don't know what that means. So I'm off. I'm out. And as I say, most people, and I'm not talking about cooking duck a la ronge or something like that, but if most people should be able to do boiling water and therefore boil or steam, um, get a frying pan, and you can make yourself basic meals. So I'm talking about basic meals, Jackers, that everybody should be able to cook. And there's a cooking show that is going to speak to people who really don't aren't interested in cooking and they don't have a lot of experience in cooking and they're put off. Yeah. So you're going to bring it right down to basics. Yeah. You're going to teach them the techniques like you say. Oh, I'm like You're going to dumb it down. 
a shade or two. Because I've seen cooking shows before, and I, I probably shouldn't name names. You've already named one of them. But I've seen Jamie Oliver cook before, and Ian Hewitson, who's a quote-unquote chef that works on the telly here in Australia, clearly have burnt stuff, clearly yeah. have burnt and overcooked stuff, but they soldier on. Yeah. I mean, why don't you go cut <laughs> do and, it again. and do it again, but they're so arrogant that they're just going, oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. If, if it's a little bit black, it's all right. Just leave it. The caramelization. Caramelization. All these sort of wanky words, Jackers. Too much wank. There's far too much wank in these cooking shows. So, Jackers, with that, I give you this. Here, make this the wank free <laughs> cooking show. <laughs> First of all, the title is not going to fly because right. I'm not reading through the TV guide. <laughs> They're not going to let that pass. Really? The standards. Oh, come I get what on. you're saying. I get what you're saying. But that's not ending up in the TV guide. Well, I, so I challenge point off. you. I hear your challenge and I <laughs> immediately offer this retort. Jamie Oliver, um, when he first came onto our screens years ago, he was on the, the cooking show, The Naked Chef. That remember? was his first thing. Yeah. His first thing. And the logic with that show was that it was all organic produce, herbs that you grew in a fucking box on your windowsill, um, produce that you would get from your local fishmonger or butcher or down in the fruit market and all that sort of stuff. It was all about keeping it simple. Yeah. And then he got into a, an enormous amount of controversy because he then did all the adverts for Sainsbury's mm -hmm. and because, you know, he wanted to get that sweet cash. He sold out. And he sold out big time. And so a lot of people – I'm, I'm not overly uh, – I'm not a massive fan of Jamie Oliver, but I don't hate him like a lot of people do. Um, I think he's done a lot of good things. And his recipe books are quite good because they're quite simple. They are. To be honest. I've got a couple of his. Yeah, same here. Fifteen minute meals one. There's yeah, like thirty minute meals. Not one. too shabby because he keeps it simple. So Jackers, we're we're literally you're a bloke. And and by the way, TV executives, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Um, if you're looking for a host, this guy, Larko, I got two thumbs. If you're looking for a, a a host for this wank-free cooking show, it's this guy sitting right here. And ladies and I'm pointing are, at me. Who are listening. Yeah, he's pointing at himself. <laughs> pointing at myself. Because I can cook a little bit. Right. But I, it would be a case of – I'll tell you some examples here, Jackers. Talk me through the concept. Okay. Pitch it to me. So I'm let, Let's imagine, if you will, that we're going to do a roast um, – a nice easy one. Let's do a roast chicken. And we're going to do – some uh, roast potatoes to go with. And we've, we've talked about my roast potato recipe on this uh, podcast before. But most people will tell you, well, when I say most people, most chefs and chefy types will tell you that you've got to boil potatoes from cold water. It's got to be cold water that you bring up to the boil. It takes ages. I've done that before. I've also boiled the kettle and then immediately poured boiling water into the pot and cooked those fuckers quick, and they taste exactly the same. So that would be a Larko handy hint right. on the wank-free cooking show. Right, you're removing the wank. Yeah, we're removing the wank. So, like, like, yeah, sure, maybe there is a reason why you have to have the water cold. Yeah, and people are welcome to comment. Yeah. on the socials. But does it make that much of a difference? Does it make That's that much point. difference? Yeah, no. Does it really? And I'll tell you another good tip that I do all the time. Because 
unlike all of your celebrity chefs that are on the tally, I don't have a production crew standing in the wings ready to wash all of the dishes that they use. You ever notice that they will use a different pot for every single fucking thing? And oh. it's like they make so much dishes and they just, you know, whack it off to the side, no probs. Yeah. I am a big fan of using a particular pot or pan and then somehow, you know, you'll transfer that off to something else, keep it warm, and use the same pot again. Uh, so this this also I feel like this idea could speak to uh, your bachelor or your bachelorette yep. that live by themselves mm-hmm. and they're just doing cooking and so they might only have one fucking pot. Right. So it's also about being more efficient. <sighs> Correct. Being more efficient and um, reducing the effort post-cook. Yep. 100%. I like it. 100%. Mm. Some, and there'll be some good cheats along the way as well. Like, you know, if you're making a fried rice, which is a dish that I do all the time at home, um, you know, in terms of cooking the rice and stuff like that, you know, it'll be, oh, we're going to use the absorption method today, which isn't that hard. Yeah, there'll be lots of people going, well, that's not that hard. And go, you know what's easier? A fucking rice cooker. <laughs> so stick it in that. Job done, stuff like that, Jackers. And then, you know, the loads of different sauces and stuff like that, you know, that you're having, like some recipes, it's like, it's a page long, Jackers, of all the different stuff there. And I'm not talking about me coming to the table with a jar of chicken tonight and saying, this is for dinner, folks. But it'll be a step up from that. It's not like, you know, really processed type stuff. In fact, I'd like it to be mostly, um, you know, Doing the yeah, going to the shops and actually yeah, so having a crack at making it yourself. You want it to be still cooking, yeah, but more efficient shortcuts. Absolutely, the Larco way. The Larco way, and I feel like it'll get blokes who are hopeless and think don't think that they can cook um, back into the kitchen, even if they're doing a chicken pesto pasta. That is literally three ingredients: jackers, mm-hmm. chicken, pesto, and fucking pasta. Delicious. And you can pimp it up a bit, and I can talk you through that. You know, it'll be like the, the you know your dried herbs that you have to have. Jamie Oliver will always have. I'm sorry to be throwing him under the bus so much, but he's been a big inspiration. Um, loads of fresh herbs and stuff. Fresh herbs are a pain in the ass. They're awesome. Like there's, I mean, I always have fresh coriander in the house in my fridge. Goes off really quick, by the way, because I love that stuff on everything. But and if you've got a little garden or something, and you grow some stuff, awesome. I encourage everybody to do that. But otherwise, the dried stuff's okay. You'll still get a bit of extra flavour there. Chuck it in. Chuck in a fucking handful of the stuff in there. It'll be good. I like it. Salt and pepper, where to apply that. All that sort of stuff and demystify jackers. I'm not going to be using any big words like bloody sous vide (laughs) and fucking flambe. And, you know, I'm going to keep it simple, Jack. Jew. 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 No, that's right. Wank free. Wank free. Keep it simple. Absolutely. Once again, targeting the average man. That's correct. And I feel as though you could incorporate some of those things that I raised as well. The basics. Just the basics. Guys, here's how to do a omelette. Yeah. Exactly. Here's how to chop an an onion. Yeah. Exactly. Basic. And you know what? Sometimes- the meal might not be it, – it might just be for a really fucking good grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. You know, it'll be like, this is – guys, you're home. Uh, this is going to be the best grilled cheese sandwich you've ever had in your life. 
just stuff like that. I, I don't pretend to be fucking Gordon Ramsay, but I'm telling you, it uh, it's I want to demystify it, make it easier for the peeps. What do you think? I'm so fucking on board. I'm so so on board. I actually think this is one of your best ideas, really, ever. Really? Yep. So I'm going to give you. Joking. Yes. Yes. And I think it's a pretty good drawing too, Jackers, if I say so it myself. It is a very good drawing. I've gone a little bit the old Swedish chef uh, inspiration. You have? Flutie, you have. Flutie, flutie. Your drawing is, um, is uh, your drawing quality is increasing. It's yeah. getting a little bit Go. better. A little bit better. I still haven't adopted the, uh, the method that you're doing, but it, uh, it's, yeah, it's not too bad. Well Pretty, done, mate. Thank you, buddy. I'm very proud sure. of you. And would you happy you'd, you'd tune in to watch the Wank Free Cooking Show with Larko? Oh, mate, I would come on. <laughs> we could do your cola chicken ribs. <laughs> or what about that dish I served you last week? Oh, Should we talk about that for a little yes. bit? <laughs> yes. Did I actually mention it on the podcast or were we talking about it afterwards? I'm not sure. I think because we were uh, – you know, we were so impressed with that meal that you just whipped together in seconds, <laughs> and it was one of the best things I think I've ever eaten in my life. I mean, I've been to some nice, posh, fancy restaurants, a hundred dollars a plate, Jackers, and none of it has been as good as that. Please tell the audience what it was. So, dear listeners, here's what I did: I was at home by myself, and I challenged myself to make a new dish from two ingredients that I had. Two. Two, only two. Yep. And I pulled Corn out and milk. <laughs> and I pulled out a chorizo sausage. Is that a euphemism? When did you get to the cooking? <laughs> oh no, right. Sorry. This is the wank free cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this would be one of the segments on yeah. your cooking show. Like, boys, all you need to do is go down to Coles, get yourself a chorizo sausage, chop it up, Ooh. so you can cook it in a pan. Cook it as you would, um, you know, thin slices, one side, the other side, mm -hmm. and then do a little bit of the old, um, what are they called? Drizzle? <laughs> you were trying to avoid the word drizzle, were you? <laughs> You've already used the word wank a number of times. <laughs> I was trying to uh, caramelise. Oh. I thought I'm going to caramelise. Caramelise. My chorizo. With bourbon flavored maple syrup. And I'm telling you, folks, if you get the chance, even if you can't find the bourbon flavored maple syrup, just get some maple syrup. Yeah. And good. just whack a little bit in with your with your chorizo sausage. Oh. Yeah. The spice, the sweetness. It I was pretty happy. Every single box. Oh. It really did. It was um I mean, I couldn't stand up. My legs came out. <laughs> They were so good, and it was a meal you could enjoy on a toothpick, yep. which is always fun. Yep. Uh, guys, try that at home. Maybe we'll put the recipe up on the website or something, Jackers. If not, it'll be on the Wank Free Cooking Show. Yes. Well done, Larko. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I'll see you next week. 
You've been listening to Here Make This. Don't forget you can find all our sketches and follow us on social media at Here Make This on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Also check our website to subscribe to the podcast, join the Ideas crew and see all the latest episodes and sketches at hearmakethis.com. We always appreciate listener comments, sketches and ideas that you guys have, so don't forget to hashtag Here Make This to keep us in the loop. Thank you, dear listeners, as always, for tuning in. I'm Matt Larkin. And I'm Andrew Jackman. And until the next episode, see you later. You've been listening to Here Make This. All ideas presented here are copyright Here Make This.